Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The simple monetary reason for scientist Zephyrin Cochrane's venture to the stars has nothing to do initially with seeking out new life and new civilizations, but more with lining his pockets for the future. Certainly an irony that there won't be money or pockets by the 24th century. Cochrane's very name is cemented within the very foundations of Star Trek as the man who took Earth into the heavens and changed the direction of humanity with one action on April 5th, 2063. Yet there's much more to this seemingly washed up scientists than just the building and launching of a warp capable ship. More than just an engine, Cochrane's character traverses decades of the franchise, yet has only been on screen for less than a handful of appearances. This hasn't stopped there being a mine of information about Zeph though, stretching right from his birthplace on Earth as far across the galaxy as the Gamma Canaris region with some stop-offs along the route. A friend to the father of future Enterprise captain and galactic adventurer Jonathan Archer, Zephron Cochrane became a stronger presence in the background of Enterprise, providing a solid link to the past of the franchise as far back as its 1960s TV origins, as well as one of its more recent iterations. Even now, you'll be pushed not to hear a reference, even in the recent Kurtzman-era shows. And so with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Trek Culture, here with 10 things you didn't know about Zephram Cochrane. Number 10. Life is like a Warp 5 engine. A story that has become slight apocrypha over the years is that the role of Zephram Cochrane was written with the vision that Tom Hanks would be playing the part. Let's put that to rest right now. That didn't happen. As noted in the making of Star Trek First Contact, the part was always intended for Star Trek alumni James Cromwell, with only the slightest of suggestions that Hanks would be a fit for the part. Had Hanks been successful for the role, there would have been the requirement to change schedules and also rewrite the part because it had been crafted with James James Cromwell very much in mind from the start. This would be Cromwell's fourth role in the franchise, following on from Prime Minister Nayrock in The Next Generation's The Hunted, Eurydian Jaglum Shrek in Birthright, and Minister Hanuk from Deep Space Nine's Starship Down. It would also be the only role he would play more than once, with Cochrane turning up in the Enterprise pilot Broken Bow. Later, footage from Star Trek First Contact would be reused for his appearance in The Cold Open for In a Mirror Darkly Part 1. For nitpickers though, that means this appearance is technically Mirror Cochrane. Number 9. Distinctly Different 
First Contact writers Brannon Braga and Ronald D. Moore made the conscious decision that their Cochrane would be markedly different to the version played by Glenn Corbett in Metamorphosis some 29 years earlier. That older, yet rejuvenated version wasn't fully defined in the episode, which did allow for some breathing room. Initially, in First Contact, the warp drive creator spent most of the film unconscious, with Picard stepping in to sub for the warp flight. During rewrites, Moore and Braga moved Zephyrin Cochrane into a more central role and provided him with an arc and more depth of character. Had the original plan been kept, Cochrane would have woken up as a changed man which the writers felt didn't work. This meant they could develop James Cromwell's character from a reluctant, money-grabbing alcoholic into the first signs of the pioneer future generations would view him as. The eighth Star Trek movie allowed for the legend of Cochrane and perhaps those original rose-tinted views from Metamorphosis to be challenged and create a more grounded Dr. Cochrane. This was a character that turned out to be just as fallible as the next person, with at least a decent love of 1970s music. Number 8. One Day Enterprise James Cromwell's appearance in Broken Bow was more than a welcome delight for Trek fans. Suited up and a lot soberer than viewers had seen him before, Cochrane's recorded address is used as part of the launch of the NX-01 Enterprise. Behind the scenes, James Cromwell was only part of the production for a single day, and even more precisely, just a few hours. Requiring little makeup and performing just one piece of dialogue, the actor was done, dusted, and home for lunch. Fun fact, Hunter fans, he arrived at 7.30 a.m. on June 22nd, 2001, and was gone by 11.30 a.m. He would also be uncredited for the appearance in this episode. In universe, the opening of the Warp 5 facility in 2119 is supposed to take place just a single year before Cochrane's disappearance. This mystery would take 150 years to resolve with his discovery by the USS Enterprise. Cochrane's impact on Enterprise also extended further in that his address to Princeton University alluded to the true events of first contact with the Vulcans, which was nearly derailed by a race of cybernetic beings from the future who were defeated thanks to a group of humans from that same future. Number 7. Loves of Life Cochrane's list of relationships is fairly short, with only two names being associated romantically with the warp genius. Alfre Woodard's Lily Sloan isn't one of them, with her appearing in First Contact as his assistant, with affectionate co-aptations more directed to Patrick Stewart's Picard. Following his success with a phoenix, Cochrane would go on to meet and marry, according to the novel Federation, Monica Burke. However, this definitely has to be taken as conjecture, given that First Contact makes the verse into an alternative literature timeline. His second romance would be much later in life and many systems away following his rediscovery by Kirk, Spock and McCoy during the events of the original series' second season. Nursed back to health by the mysterious and very sparkly cloud named The Companion, the alien organism would finally get the ability to get corporeal with Cochrane. This was thanks to the terminally ill Federation Commissioner Nancy Hedford who combined with The Companion to save both their lives. While Hedford herself does not appear to have had any romantic feelings for Cochrane. The companion certainly did, with Cochrane choosing to spend his remaining years with her away from the rest of the galaxy. Number 6. Where are you from? Now, there is some wiggle room here because in the original series episode Metamorphosis, Zephyrin Cochrane is referred to as being of Alpha Centauri. Many of the literary 
literary works that were produced between that episode in 1967 and First Contact in 1996 continued this and included notes to his Alpha Centauri background. However, First Contact establishes that Cochrane has never left Earth and indeed hates flying. The Flight of the Phoenix is the first time he leaves the planet's atmosphere, according to that movie. However, with a clever bit of retconning, it's revised that Cochrane went to Alpha Centauri sometime after the first warp flight. Subsequent novels have Cochrane as the first man to land on an alien planet's surface, Alpha Centauri B, following a trip there on the Bonaventure. The one thing that Trek fans can be certain of is that at some point Zephram did go to that system and spent some time there. Just because it's not been seen yet doesn't mean it's not canon. Interestingly, Corbett's Cochrane from Metamorphosis does recognize Spock as a Vulcan, which at least does tally tenuously with the end of First Contact. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Number 5. Cochrane's Legacy With minimal physical appearances across the franchise, Zephram Cochrane is still one of its most influential characters within the Star Trek universe. Galactic travel is nothing without his initial work and continued input to commence the Warp 5 project, but his imprint is seen in other aspects of the show as well. Certainly there's the Cochrane as a measurement of subspace distortion, and the Cochrane equation is a basic principle of warp theory. The scientist is commemorated in a Medal of Honor, and even in an alternative universe, his presence is felt with their version of the award named the Medal of Excellence. Enterprise went as far as to establish the in-universe myth that Cochrane personally signed the inside casings of the warp engines on every J-class freighter and later would have schools and science academies named after him. Finally, there have been at least one starship named after him and featured in The Next Generation's The Drumhead and Deep Space Nine's pilot Emissary. For the record and all those starship fans, it's an O-Birth class with the registry NCC 59 
9318. It was also a vessel that took part in the later Dominion War, cropping up in references in at least four Deep Space Nine episodes. Number four, he split the infinitive. To boldly go where no man has gone before has been associated with Star Trek since day one. It's the opening narration and the ship motto for the USS Enterprise. In reality, the most famous split infinitive of all time is attributed to Gene Roddenberry, but thanks to Enterprise's pilot, Broken Bow, it also has an in-universe origin too. Spoken as part of his inaugural speech at the founding of the Warp 5 facility, Zephram Cochran incorporated the legendary phrase and as such, a legend was born within Star Trek lore. The speech itself was replayed at the launch of the NX-class Enterprise. Is he Gene Roddenberry? There's been no official line on this one, although it's hard to avoid the point that both were pioneers of Star Trek in the real and fictional universes. As it would happen in Star Trek First Contact, Cochrane is also responsible for the one and only occasion that Star Trek is said as two consecutive words across TV and film. Q came close to this with his Trek Among the Stars quip in All Good Things, but Zephram Cochrane remains the sole speaker of the show's title to this day. Number 3. Slight Variances Across Alpha and Beta canon, there are a whole lot of inconsistencies when it comes to the legendary Zephram Cochrane. Many are down to the novel Star Trek Federation. The concept of Cochrane was effectively overwritten by First Contact in one fell swoop. But one thing that has remained a slight bone of contention is the spelling of his name. In Metamorphosis, Corbett's version is Zephram with an F, but in the subsequent two Cromwell appearances, it's Zephram with a PH. Now, in a clever twist, this could be a way to to indicate a wink-wink change in actors. In the novels too, he often comes up as Zephram with an F or Zephram with a PH. But to make matters even more confusing, the original series novel Memory Prime goes another step to place Cochrane as a native of Alpha Centauri with his name being spelled even differently. The truth of the matter is that it's down to a spelling error which lasted through First Contact and Broken Bow without anyone really paying any attention and therefore it's pretty interchangeable. Number 2 novel background. Thanks to the novelization of First Contact, among others, fans can get an even more in-depth look at Zephram Cochrane. The reference work Federation, the first 150 years, notes his parents as Jesse and Hilda Cochrane, who were both teachers, and that young Cochrane was initially a military contractor before World War III. It also indicates that the missile site in Bozeman was purposely erased from maps to ensure that Cochrane's work on the warp engine was kept a secret. More interesting and direct directly related to his character is the note in the first contact novelization that Cochrane was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Receiving an implant, Zephyrin is told that this needs to be changed every decade. However, world events conspire against him and this doesn't happen. The novel goes on to explain that Cochrane's alcoholism is a result of him attempting to self-medicate his condition. One conflicting point about Cochrane is whether he crystallized lithium for the warp reactor, as noted in William Shatner's Preserver novel, or located a source of dilithium deep within the Earth, as suggested by Star Trek science advisor Andre Bormanis. However, neither of these theories has ever been expanded upon or explained in canon. Number 1. Phoenix from the Flames The Titan missile and complex in Bozeman, Montana are inspiring elements of the Star Trek universe, with the site itself becoming a monument in future history. As Geordie LaForge notes, there's even a huge statue with Cochrane's hand outstretched to the heavens. Cromwell chose to play the role as an expansion of himself, and while he found the role, thanks to that, fairly easy to play, what he did find difficult was the groundbreaking first contact with the Vulcans, which he had to convince himself was absolutely real to get the real 
effect of such a monumental occasion. While Cochrane is instrumental in the first warp flight, James Cromwell himself never actually saw the Phoenix itself. In the movie, his scenes place him inside the cockpit. However, there is no scene with the scientist alongside the craft. Furthermore, viewers would see the set reused in Enterprise as the cockpit section of the NX Alpha, as well as the Starfleet inspection pod that appeared several times, including Broken Bow. The interior of the ship would again see action as Zindi craft interiors in Hatchery and Azati Prime, and there were also reuses for the Vizian Stratopod in Cogenitor and Minos's ship in the seventh. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 